Experience the magic of the holidays at the Bull Run Festival of Lights, Northern Virginia's largest drive through light show. Drive the festival route from the comfort of your car. Turn off your headlights and just follow the magical glow. Ooh and ah through the winter wonderland where it's always snowing and see the tallest light display yet. Purchase tickets today at bullrunfestivaloflights.com. That's bullrunfestivaloflights.com. Northern Virginia's largest drive through light show. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app? over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. Right? Come on, let's say it together. I'm in my year of jubilee. I'm expecting celebration, emancipation, and restoration every day in Jesus' name. Amen. So, God, we tell you that we are open and we are ready. God, have your way. And, God, get the glory out of everything tonight. We are open. We need you to give us correction, direction, revelation, information that changes our situation forever. You're the God of the details. You're the God of the details. You're the God of the details. And we give you glory in Jesus' name. Every person expecting, lift your hands, open your mouth, and worship your God for five seconds right there. Five, four, come on, YouTube, three, come on on the app and the website, two, one. Somebody say, yes, Lord. On your way to your seat, fist bump two or three people and just say, God isn't fair. Let's jump into this word tonight. So listen, listen, listen. You got to hear me. You got to hear me. You got to hear me. The series we've been in is called The God of the Details. And in Sunday's message, how did I get here? We examined the life of Moses. Everybody say Moses. Moses came, comes about at a time when Pharaoh had enslaved the Hebrews. Pharaoh was simply the title that the Egyptians gave to their king. He enslaved the Hebrews, but pay attention. But Moses was never enslaved. For some of you, I need you to hear me. Uh, while you were born in a situation, you were never the situation. Yeah. 
He was, watch me, all of the other Hebrews were enslaved, but Moses was never enslaved. In fact, Pharaoh said, let us deal shrewdly with these Hebrews because if they might become mightier than we are. But the Bible says the more they afflicted them, the more that they multiplied and grew. Let me help you. Whenever God wants you to multiply and grow, God allows affliction. Now, I know it doesn't feel good to you, but you're not God and God's not your genie in the bottle. So you've got to break the box of the box you put him in that makes you think he's got to do it a certain way so you think to add to you that God should just put it on you but sometimes to add to you he subtracts from you sometimes to multiply you he first divides you well the Bible says that the more they watch me afflicted them the more they multiplied and grew let me check this building and don't lie is there anybody dealing with some affliction right here and right now let me tell you what's going on God says I'm about to multiply you and I'm about to grow you. Multiply means you will have more than you currently have. And grow means you'll be better than you currently are. So whenever God wants you to be better, he allows affliction. Because for some of you, you've got situations that are afflicting and they're like sandpaper in your life. And here's the thing. You feel all of the affliction. You feel all of the friction. But what you don't see is how you're being refined. What you don't see is how you're not, watch me, as stressed out as you used to be. Because there's certain things you're like, well, I ain't going to worry about that. I can't do nothing about that. I can't change that. See, what you don't see is how much more patient you've become. What you don't see is how much more you worship and you pray. What you don't see is how you're like that Shunammite woman. Or when a child had just died, but the woman, when they asked her, is everything all right? Her report was, watch me, all is well. Why? Because this affliction is like sandpaper and it's making me better. And the more you mess with me, the better I get. The more you talk about me, the better I get. The more you start stuff for me, the better I get. Touch somebody and say, it's good for you it's good for you it Pharaoh enslaved the Hebrews, but Moses was never enslaved. So Hebrew boys were supposed to be executed. Hear me, but this is what every Hebrew boy that was born, this is what was supposed to happen to them. But the Bible makes it clear that Moses was saved and he was hidden for three months, which means Moses was the exception to the rule. And everybody under the sound of my voice, you better hear me. You have been the exception your whole life. You've never been like your family. You've never been like your bloodline. You've never been like the people you grew up around. And even though you were around them, the truth is you knew that you were different than them. Even though you would try to water yourself down, the truth is you knew that you were a little too strong for some people. I why? Because God, watch me, when God's hand is on your life, what's supposed to happen to you will not happen to you. The statistic you're supposed to be, you will not be. And I want to talk to some statistic breakers tonight. I want to talk to some curse breakers. I want to talk to some line crossers. I want to talk to some history makers. I want to talk to some boundary breakers. Because what you were supposed to be, let's give God praise that you are not. I Good God. What you were supposed to die in, you did not. What was supposed to make you snap, cracker, and pop, it did not. Please. Watch me. Hebrew boys were supposed to be executed, but Moses was saved. Saved for what? Saved for what? You don't just get saved from something. You get saved for something. And I'm going to tell you, God didn't go through the trouble he went through to save you out of every mess you got yourself into for you to just have babies, pay bills, and die. No, boo. You were born to rule and to reign and to conquer and subdue. Watch me. That means you're a king or a queen. Revelation 5.10. That means you to be a king and a priest. Spiritual 
and successful. But how do you become a king? You got to conquer some territory. And everything you're going through right now is to make you conquer some territory. Every place you put your foot, you're conquering some territory. Every time you survive a battle, you're conquering the territory. Every time you survive a hater, you're conquering the territory. Every time you should have had a nervous breakdown, but somehow you broke out of it. You're somebody say, you're conquering territory. But Moses was saved, watch me, and he was saved for three months. You better hear me. This message is prophetic because, watch me, God has had some of us hidden. But in these next three months, it's about to be your coming out. What you mean? You're about to come out of your anxiety, come out of your depression, come out of your debt, come out of your frustration, come out of your madness, come out of your anger. Some of y'all, I don't like the way you're looking at me. Get your face together. I need you to touch somebody and say, you're coming out in these next three months. Oh no, by December 31st, whatever you were bound in, whatever you were stuck in, you about, you about, you about. I heard the Lord say, there's some bad contracts he's about to get you out of. There's some bad leases he's about to get you out of. There's some bad deals he's about to. These next three months. Come on, let's go, let's go. So Moses' name, they named him Moshe. Your name is prophetic because it speaks to what you're sent to the earth to do. Say, my name is prophetic. Say, because it speaks to what I'm created to do. So they named him Moshe because they drew him out of the Nile River. So here's what happened. Moses was born. Yoshebel, his mother, hides him for three months. He has an older brother and an older sister, Aaron and Miriam. Pay attention. They would be enslaved. Watch me. Um, Moses would be sent down the Nile. Now, you, Moses had to struggle with rejection because he had to wonder, why did you keep them? Okay, you watch me. In fact, the Bible even says that Miriam, his sister, was watching everything that was happening with her brother. And she was watching what happened. And later on, she would be Moses' greatest resistance. She'd be his greatest antagonist as he's trying to advance the kingdom. And for some of you, watch me, your, all of your hostility comes from who you thought would be your help. All of your antagonism comes from who you thought would be clapping for you. You never expected that they would be the ones trying to take a knife and put it in your back. But what if I told you that's going to make your victory all the better? That's going to make it all the sweeter. Because watch me, you can survive strangers doing you crazy, but only real anointed people can survive when the people close to them can do them dirty. I need you to look at somebody and say, I've got a real anointing. I- What is an anointing? It's a grace. It's a favor. It's when God adds his super to your natural. Come here, Joseph. You got an anointing where your brothers can throw you in a pit. And when you have an opportunity to do them the same way, you can look at them and say, what you meant for evil, God. I dare somebody to just do a turn like it's turning. Facebook, I dare you to turn like it's turning. Come on, prophesy with your body. Say, it's about to turn in my favor. Come on. Say it's about to turn in my favor. Let's go. So they name him, they name him Moshe. Because he's sent down the Nile River. Pay attention. Because because she doesn't know what to do with him. You miss your shout. There's some people that they had to reject you. They had to do what looked like abandonment to you because they didn't know what to do with you. I'll talk over here because these people don't shout. 
while you crying over why they let you go, over why they release you, the truth is that it's not that you were bad. It's that they just didn't know what to do with you. I came to set somebody free. There's a city that's about to release you because it didn't know what to do with you. Oh my. There's a job that had to release you because it didn't know what to do with you. There was a relationship that had to release you because it did not know what to do with you. She didn't know what to do with him, so she had to release him. Uh, he sent down the Nile River, and Pharaoh's daughters, as they're bathing, they see him, and they name him Moshe. She raises him as his own child because she drew him out of the Nile River. So the name Moshe in Hebrew, it means to pull or to draw out, and it explains his birthing and his burden. Mm. Because he was drawn out of the Nile River, but he was also going to draw his people out of 430 years of Egyptian bondage. He, God is so in the details of you that your name explains why you're here. So you, I'm just trying to figure out my purpose. Just go look your name up because it's all in your name. I'm just trying to figure out what I'm on earth to do. Just go look your name up because your name reveals it. Your name explains everything about you. See, it's his birthing and his burden. Like this was going to be a burden for him. Moses, you were birthed to carry a burden. Moses, you were sent to deal with something that was going to cause you some suffering. And for some of you, I need to break this ideology that you have, that if it's God, it's going to be easy. That if it's God, it won't be a burden. That if it's God, it won't be pressure. In fact, if none of those things are present, what you're doing probably isn't God, because the enemy never opposes somebody going the same way as him. Y'all ain't shouting now. Let me come over here. The enemy, if you and the enemy are going the same way, he's like, come on, let's go, let's go. But the moment y'all are going opposite directions, this explains your opposition. And I don't need you to think it's strange. Come here, Bible. Think it not strange. When you deal with various trials and fiery darts, it comes with the territory. Moses is raised different. Can I preach? That his bloodline on purpose as a son of Pharaoh's daughter in the palace and not the plantation. There, there are some people who look at the advantages that they think that you have and, and not realizing that it was on purpose that you were raised different. See, for some of you, you reached for things that you wanted to be a part of. You reached for scenarios that you wanted to be included in. You reached for cliques and groups that you wanted them to accept you. And so you would begin to change who you were to be accepted by them. You knew the Lord from an early age, but you started acting like one of them fast girls so you could fit in with the fast girls. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. You knew the Lord from an early age, sir, but you started acting like the Pelias because you wanted to fit in with this other group. And so you started, watch me, acting in a way that wasn't even native to your activity, wasn't even native to your assignment because you wanted to fit in with other people but what if I told you you were raised different on purpose your your upbringing was not supposed to be like everybody else's because sometimes God has to keep you away from what you're assigned to until you're ready for the assignment Oh, my God. Sometimes God has to keep you away from the thing that he sent you to because if it's around you, it won't respect you. See, they never would have respected Moses had they grown up with Moses. Come here. They never would have listened to Moses had they grown up with Moses. So God had to create some separation and some distance. And for some of you, you got to hear me, especially if you're called to lead or you're given a leadership assignment, you have to be okay with distance. It's like those old waterfalls at the mall. Anybody in Denver remember the Buckingham Mall? Remember them waterfalls they had? Okay, remember how, watch me, the water would come up and over, but which means, watch me, uh, sometimes there are people who are too close to the spigot, so they're no longer getting wet. 
I'll talk over here. See, when you're too close to the source, the water goes over you. It doesn't hit you. And for sometimes, watch me, every leader, you got to learn how to push people out sometimes because you're not getting wet like you need to. You're not getting the splash like you're supposed to. You're not responding the way you're supposed to. So the way to deal with it is to create distance. Let's go. He's raised different than his bloodline. Somebody say on purpose. As a son of Pharaoh's daughter, he's raised in the palace. He's not raised in the plantation like his brother, his sister, his mother, his father. One day, he kills an Egyptian because his anger would reveal his assignment. People falsely say, whatever you're passionate about, that's your purpose. That's the biggest lie I've ever heard. Totally, totally incorrect. Whatever makes you angry, that's what your assignment is. Because when you're angry about something, you'll do something and don't need a check to do it. You have been angry about something happening in your neighborhood and you just say, you know what, I'm just going to do it myself. You have been angry about something going on in your house and you say, you know what, I'm just going to do it myself. You have been trying to get somebody to do something they ain't doing it. You say, you know what, just forget about it, I'll do it myself. Your anger reveals your assignment. See, some of you get angry when things are out of order. It reveals your assignment. Some of you are angry about what's happening to women. It's revealing your assignment. You're angry about what's happening to kids. It's revealing your assignment. You're angry about, watch me, I was angry about people not getting saved and coming to the Lord. It revealed my assignment. I, what I was angry about revealed my assignment. So when Moses gets angry and kills the Egyptian, his anger was revealing this is what you're assigned to. You're sent to get your people free from this mistreatment your people are under. The other person next to you say, what are you mad about? Say, because that's what motivates you. Oh my. What are you angry about? Because that's what your real assignment is. You sitting here reading five books on this, eight books on this. I just made it clear. What's your name and what gets you mad? Whoop, there it is. Tag team, back again. Let's, let's go. So watch me. He, he kills this Egyptian and he thinks no one sees him. See, here's the thing. Um, sometimes there are things that we do that we don't recognize that whenever God's hand is on you, this means eyes are on you. Okay. <laughs> Look at somebody say, it always feels like somebody's watching you because somebody is. If you want privacy, be a loser. If you want privacy, stay broke. Y'all ain't gonna talk to me. If you want privacy, never do what God called and created you to do. If you want privacy, never be anybody, do anything, or go anywhere. Moses, you ready? Moses, Moses, Moses had eyes on him, so people were watching him. So um, word gets back to Pharaoh. He becomes a fugitive to Pharaoh who wants to kill him. Now, Pharaoh, who was his grandfather, because he was raised as a son of Pharaoh's daughter. So Moses was treated like a grandfather in the kingdom by the great Pharaoh. You ready? He becomes a fugitive, so he's on the run. Say he's on the run. Sometimes God, you got to hear me. Sometimes God, listen carefully to this next part, will create controversy to bring change. Let me back the thing up. Moses, you're never going to leave the comforts of the palace. It's good for you in the palace. You're never going to willingly walk away from the palace. You're never going to willingly make a change. So what I'm going to do is create controversy that's going to 
force you to change. You called it the devil. God says, I was into the details. <laughs> Ready? So he becomes a fugitive to Pharaoh. He's on the run. Pharaoh wants to kill him. And the Bible says that he goes to a place called Midian. Midian means strife, bitter, angry. So he goes to a place, think about this, where there's strife. He goes to a place of anger. He goes to a place of bitterness. Bitterness is the residue of a painful experience. But notice, this is happening because God is also simultaneously teaching him how to judge and govern. Because God's into the details. See, Moses, you're about to deal with some crazy people. So I need you to learn how to deal with strife, how to deal with bitterness, and how to deal with angry people. Because Moses, you're going to have to govern in strife, in bitterness, and in anger. Watch me. And you can't become what you have to oversee. That's going to shout me. You can't become what you have to oversee. Because the temptation when you sit in a seat of leadership is to, be, to take on the spirit of what you have to change. So if you lead in trifling people, you'll think, well, it don't matter. I can be trifling. No, your job is to raise the standard to make them come up. Oh, my God. Come on, somebody say, Moses, Moses. After being on the run and living in Midian, uh, he becomes content living with his father-in-law. Okay, Moses, you became content in the palace. Now you're content living with your father-in-law. He marries one of uh, Jethro's daughters. They have some children. He lives with his father-in-law. In other words, Moses, you went from the palace to your father-in-law's home, and you're comfortable with it, and you're content with it because you just don't want no more strife. You just don't want no more bitterness. You just don't want no more anger. The problem is, but Moses, I'm into the details of your life, and my hand is on your life. Touch somebody on the shoulder say, his hand is on you. Tell him, say, just like I'm touching you, God's hand is on you. Come on, online, would you tag somebody and tell them that? Would you chat with somebody and tell them that? Moses, you've become content in temporary. You've become content in a tent. Content with tent. Y'all ready? And here's the deal. You've had run-ins with male leadership, so you like that Jethro don't really push you. Oh, I'm going to teach now. You like that Jethro don't really say nothing to you. You like that Jethro lets you get away with whatever it is that you do because you had these issues you ran into with Pharaoh. But Moses, I'm molding you into a man that's going to be strong enough to lead millions. So I need somebody that's strong enough to check you. Let's talk. And not care what you think nor feel. Because you're about to lead the mightiest nation and army that's ever been led on the face of the planet. He becomes a shepherd for 40 years, getting prepared to lead millions. 40 years he spends in Egypt in the palace. The next 40 years he spends being content, living in the uh, home of his father-in-law and then 
Somebody say then. Moses has this burning bush experience at the age of 80. I rebuke your age. What do you mean by that, Bishop? You are not too old. In fact, you're the exact age God needs you to be. You've not missed anything. You've not wasted any time because God says that he will cause you to redeem the time, which means he's going to make up for lost time. Open up your mouth. Open up your mouth in the building and online. You worship God for five seconds like he's about to redeem the time for you. Five, four, three. Come on in the building and online. Two. But Bishop, I'm 60 and Bishop, I'm 40 and Bishop, I'm 38 and Bishop, I'm 24 and Bishop, I'm 90 and what's your point? Please touch three people and say, you ready, you ready, you ready, you ready, you ready. It's not too late. It's not over for you. It's not over for you. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, it's not too late for me. Let's go. In the burning bush experience, God makes an announcement to Moses. Because 40 years ago, you left Egypt as a fugitive. You were on the run. Run for it. You were running. He says, the men that sought your life, they are dead. Get up, it's time to go to Egypt. Translation, get up. I've been preparing you for 80 years for these next few months. I'll talk over here because they don't sound over here. I've been preparing, I've been getting you this whole time. Oh, and by the way, this is Moses' first conversation with God ever. He's never had a conversation with God into the burning bush at 80. But for 80 years, God has been behind the scenes, directing his steps, behind the scenes, ordering his steps. And he tells Moses, essentially, here's my shout, you outlived the obstacle. There are certain enemies you fight. There are certain enemies you war against. And there are certain enemies that your only assignment is to last longer than they will. Because when the enemy sees that it won't work, he'll eventually get bored. Okay, let me prove it. Let me prove it. Come here. Let me prove it. Come on, come on. Real fast. Come on. Okay. You ready? Okay. Now, I'm, I'm going to hit you. Okay, now respond to me hitting you. Respond. Okay. 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 Y'all know he's the aggressive one. <laughs> okay. You ready? Okay. Okay. All right. So I'm going to keep doing it, and now I'm going to do it another way because I can see it messes with you. Oh, come on, come on, come on. See, for some of y'all, you know what an enemy can? I'm just sick of the enemy. Can I be honest? You should be sick of your response. Because he sees this works. I'm human. But if you stop responding, if you stop responding, if you st it ain't working. It ain't, ain't nothing working. Ain't nothing, ain't nothing working. Matter of fact, he laughing while I'm, watch me, he praising while I'm, he's shouting while I'm, so I'm going to stop doing that to him because it ain't working. Would you touch three people and say, stop responding and start praising. Okay, 
Come on, just shout on three. One, two, three. Shout right there. He'll stop it. Let me, hold on. Let me, hold on. Let me. He'll stop it if it stops working. If he sees you start praising God when he mess with you, well, he don't want you doing that. If he sees that you start sowing when he mess with you, well, he don't want to do that. You shouldn't be mad at the enemy. You should be mad at your response. I got to go. <laughs> First time God talks to Moses, thank you, is at age 80. And he says, Moses, you've outlived the obstacle. <laughs> Pharaoh, watch me, and the Bible says the men who sought your life. Which means Pharaoh got some other people to gang up on you. And so now they become a mob. And for some of you, what's tripping you out is that it started with an issue with one person and now it's a mob. It's a whole little group of them. Watch me. You better hear me clearly. I speak this loud and clear over your life. You will outlive the obstacle. You will outlive the obstacle. You will outlive the obstacle. In this building, and don't lie, say, I will outlive the obstacle. Pharaoh, you should have got me when you had me. Ah! You should have got me when you had me back in Egypt. You should have got me when I'd respond to you. You should have got me when I cared. You should have got me when I was bothered by that. You should have got me when I would put my mind on that. But now that I've found out, God's hand is on me. Somebody say, it's not going to work this time. You should have got me when I cared. That's, that's when you should have got me. You should have got me when your opinion mattered. Mm. <laughs> Let's go. Listen, I could, I could close this and have, and I've preached enough. You want me to finish? Exodus 3.10, let me finish. I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. So Moses, you're sent for something. Say, I'm saved for something. I'm sent for something. So God repositions him after the prior Pharaoh dies. Because remember, Pharaoh is just the title for the king. Exodus 7.1. The Lord told Moses, listen, I've positioned you to God, as God to Pharaoh. And your brother Aaron will be your prophet. In other words, he says, you left as a fugitive. You're going back as a God. This is what your Bible says. He says, watch me, watch me. The reason they... Look at me. The reason they have such an issue with you and they come at you with so much is you don't see yourself right. You still see yourself as a fugitive. God says, listen, Linda, I position you so that when Pharaoh sees you, you know why he's doing so much to you? He thinks you're me. You're not listening because you would have shouted better than that. You want to know why there's so much coming against you? Because the enemy doesn't see you. He thinks you're God. Wait, 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 wait. No, you're missing it. Because y'all would shout better than that if you heard what I said. The reason there's so much coming against you 
Because you just see yourself as a, I'm just a single mom. I'm just a single dad. I'm just a, I'm just this. I'm just that. But the Bible says, I've repositioned you in Pharaoh's eyes. So Pharaoh is giving you so much hell. Because when Pharaoh sees you, he thinks you're me. This is what they're talking about you. They think you're God. This is why they sent an army after one man. They think you're God. This is why they brought in upper management for you because they see you as God. Now don't get it twisted. You're not. Look at the person next to you say, you're not. Don't, don't get it twisted. He says, I positioned you as God. So every time Pharaoh sees you, watch me. He's going to see you as me. So Moses, don't go in here with this insecure stuff. Moses, be careful with what you say. Because if you're me, what you say, you're going to get. And God said, and there was. This is why when you're dealing with attack, you have to be careful what you announce. Have you ever noticed that what you announce when you're under attack comes real fast? Happens real fast? Why? Because, because your enemy sees you as God in that moment. Which means even your enemy will help bring to pass what you said. I've positioned you as God to Pharaoh. And, Mo, and Aaron, your brother, he'll be your prophet. He's going to speak for you. Now pay attention. The new Pharaoh, because the previous one died, he only knows you because of your past. So don't be ashamed of your past. I pray for every person tonight that's been ashamed of your past, ashamed of how you messed up, ashamed of how you screwed up, ashamed of what you did, where the enemy's trying to throw shame on you, people are trying to throw shame on you. You did this, you did that, you did all of that and a whole lot they don't know nothing about. But let the redeemed of the Lord say so. If God be for you, you tell me who would dare be against you. Come on, open your mouth and say, and my past was preparation. God, I feel like going up. Come on, y'all. Say, my past was preparation. Look at me. Look at me. So the whole time, God was directing the steps. Moses starts, his stops, his suddenness, his pain. The whole time, God was directing the steps of Moses, and he was delighting into the details of Moses, because Moses, you're 80. Eight is the number of a new beginning. Now pay attention to the month we're in. I know some of you say, it's the 10th month of the calendar year, but do you not know that when this month was created, see, God's into the details. Say, details matter. This is the month October. Octo means eight. Now you can look at me like that if you want to, or you can get in the water because the water feels real good to me right now. Would you just lay your hands on yourself? Say, my new has already begun. Oh, I'm already in it. Okay, now, now, let's look, let's look, let's look, let's look, let's look. God's into the details. Here's the message. Say he's into the details. But being in the details doesn't mean that he's fair. What was fair about Miriam and Aaron being kept and Moses being sent down the Nile? What was fair about being teased with the palace to only have to give it up? You didn't hear what I just said. What was fair about finally being content about being nothing and going nowhere? And then God wanting something for you that you didn't even want for yourself. 
quiet. I just want a simple life. He didn't save you for a simple life. I'm sorry to tell you. Bishop, I just want to be happy. You better be happy on your journey. Well, so-and-so got it easy. Watch me, watch me, watch me, watch me. So you think. You ready? Look at this. Exodus 3 and 11. We're going to breeze through these verses. Come on, let's just drive it like it's a Cadillac. We're just going to breeze through this. Let's go. So when Moses is having this conversation with God in Exodus 3, Moses said to God, who am I? That I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt. In other words, he's insecure. Why couldn't God call somebody that felt good about it? See, this isn't fair. Why can't you get someone that's secure? Why can't you get someone that feels like this is what they wanted to do their whole life? Why, you, why can't you get one of these Hebrew boys that's still in Egypt that's like, I can't wait to grow up, and I'm going to kill all Pharaoh. I'm going to take him up. Why couldn't you get Lil Ray? Why you got to get Moshe? Y'all with me? All right, look at verse 12. So he said, look, this is God's response. I'll be with you. Okay, Lord, you didn't address. I said... Who am I? Why me? Your response is, I'm with you. Translation. Translation. See, when you're with the right person, it'll get you into doors you couldn't get in on your own. Y'all better hear me. You better hear me clearly. There are certain things I have. I said, call them and get this and this and this done. And I said, tell them Bishop Foreman said to get it done. And all of a sudden, what they couldn't get done, when they say Bishop Foreman said get it done, all of a sudden, oh, sure, we'd be happy to get it done. I pray, say your name in the atmosphere on three. One, two, three, say your name. I pray God be with your name and that when your name is brought up, that your name open doors, that your name get things done for you. Somebody shout, the Lord is with me. Verse 13. Okay, God. Okay, cool. So we got past that kind of not really. Let me just move to the next question. Say, this isn't fair. When I come to the children of Israel and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they say to me, well, what is his name? We've been worshiping you, and we don't even know your name. You don't know my name. You don't, we don't even know his name. We know him as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We don't know him as our God because if he was our God, why does he have us in this slavery? See, for some of you, watch me. If God is God, if God why is this happening to me? Oh, let me get you together because you need to get God together. Genesis 126 says, when it comes to this earth, you and I have dominion. Whatever you bind on earth, he binds in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth, he looses in heaven. Which means don't be mad at God about what's going on in the earth if you haven't done something using your authority to change it. Okay, we got to go. Verse 14, and God said to Moses, I am who I am. Listen to this. What's your name, God? I am who I am. See, you missed the petty in it. You're missing the petty in it. You're missing the petty in it. You're missing the petty in it. God, what is your name? I am who I am. Okay, sir, so is that a name? 
It is this Hebrew phrase, a yay, a share, a yay, which means I will prove who I am and I will prove what I am based on what I do. You'll know me based on what I do, not just what I said about me. You're going to know me to be a breakthrough. You're going to know me to be a way maker. You're going to know me to be a door opener. You're going to know me to be, because you're going to watch me do it. Come on, Wednesday, we're almost done. But can I just get you to open your mouth and say, I'm about to watch God do it. Get your glasses on. Get your sight ready because you're about to watch him prove himself. Watch. He says, so tell the children of Israel, I am sent you. Okay. So do we have a name for you? Okay, okay. Here's what you're going to tell them. Verse 17. And I have said, I will bring you out of the affliction of Egypt to a land flowing with milk and honey. Okay, where is that? It's flowing with milk and honey. <laughs> milk and cookies. Look, it's flowing with milk and honey. It's flowing with milk and honey. It's got milk and honey. Him downstairs. It's flowing with milk and honey. This is a comedy show. All right, all right, everybody. Shh, everybody relax. Okay, all right, be spiritual. Let's go. Okay. It's a lamb flowing with milk and honey. Okay, God, who going to milk these cows? Who going to get this honey? Honey means bees. Bees means things. See, you're enticed by the promise, watch me, and dismiss the process. You want to call the shots, but boo, you about to take them too. You want to be up top, but guess what? You're going to deal with, the, uh, with all of the opinions of the people that are at the bottom. Ready? It's a land flowing with milk and honey. <laughs> milk and honey, okay? Now watch where it gets really unfair. Say, it gets really unfair. I'm almost done. There's only three verses left. Here it is. But I am sure that the king of Egypt will not let you go. No. Okay. God, this isn't fair. Because you want to know why he's not going to let us go? Because you are going to harden his heart and you're going to tell him not to let us go. What do you do when it seems like God is playing for the other team? <laughs> ah, what do you do when it seems like God is playing for your enemies? What do you do when it feels like he's helping them and he won't do nothing for you? He's helping that scallywag that won't call the name of God, but you and your sanctified living self, it seems like you can't get a break. <laughs> so God isn't fair. No, shout it because it's true. Say God isn't fair. He's not. He said, he's not going to let you go. No, he's not going to do it. He's not. Because every time, there's a few times if you read the story, Pharaoh's like, okay, you can go. But then the Bible says, but God. 
Say it. That ain't what I said. Oh. You can't go no more. Okay, you ready? You ready? We're almost done, but I need to make sure you get this because tonight this is going to be a turning point for everybody under the sound of my voice. Please listen carefully. What do you do when you have another false start? Flag on the play. Give me, a, give me, give me something to throw. Give me something to throw. Give me something to throw. Flag. Give me something to throw. Flag. Come on. Come on. Give me something to throw. Thank you. Thank you. Flag on the play. Oh, that's a challenge flag. What do you do? When you have 10 false starts, first time, it's about to work. Second time, it's about to work. Third time, fourth time, fifth time, sixth time, seventh time, eighth time, ninth time, tenth time. And all of these times, your, watch me, your enemy has been wore out. Because it was about the third time when he was like, you can go. Get your stuff, get your stuff, and get out. You got it? Okay, there we go. There's a challenge flag. I mean, a, a flag. <laughs> oh, we got a penalty and we got a challenge flag on the play. Looks like a Bronco game. Listen. Now, in all fairness, I haven't watched any, okay? So just relax. <laughs> I've been preaching this gospel on Sundays and playing strains and automobiles, so in all fairness, I don't know what they're doing. I just know I don't see smiling faces leaving from the stadium. All right, listen. But well, we praying for him. Touch God. Look at me. Say, God isn't fair. God, you told me he wasn't going to let me go, but you didn't tell me you were going to be the one to make him not do it. Because now we have an issue because I feel like I thought you were on my side. Is there anybody beside me in this building where you have at one point or another even accused God of not helping you and helping the, I'm the only one? And maybe you didn't say it, but you thought it. Maybe you didn't say it, but your lack of worship displayed it. Maybe you didn't say it, but your lack of praise displayed it. Because it's difficult to praise who you think is creating your paralysis. I got to wrap this up. <laughs> you ready? Say, God isn't, God isn't fair. God, why? Why can't you just make this easy? We didn't been dealing with this for 430 years. Can a brother get a break? <laughs> Who in the last few weeks you've, you've thought that? Can I just get... Just... Come on, online, do the hammer. Just, can I just get, just, can I get, I can't even enjoy my lunch. Talk to me Wednesday. Ten plagues. And these ten plagues, ten is the biblical number of divine perfection. Now, I want you to pay attention to something. Can I prophesy? How many plagues? Ten. January? Okay. May. June. June. August. September. Prophesy to somebody close to you and say, before this month is over, 
something big's going to turn for you. Come on, Wednesday, I got to go. But I need you to find the most on fire person around you and touch them and say, before this month is out, something's about to let you go. Come on, Facebook. Come on, YouTube. Come on in the app and the website. Let's go. We got to go. Verse 20. I will stretch out my hand and I will strike Egypt. In other words, here's why I'm not fair to you, Moses. It's because Pharaoh and them thought they got away with this. And I'm going to harden his heart because, because I'm actually, I'm not, this really isn't about you, Moses. In fact, the plagues will affect the Egyptians. They won't affect you. Because where you live, where you live, where you live, it's not going to affect you. Goshen is where they live. Where you live, it's not even going to affect you. It's just going to delay you, but it ain't going to impact you. It's going to delay you, but watch me. You're still going to be increasing. <laughs> it's, you were planning on having it done by September. You didn't get it done by September, so now your little schedule is thrown off. It delayed you, but it is not going to deny you. Oh! He said, he said, ready? He says, verse 20, he says, I'm about to get them. Because God says, vengeance and recompense of mine. But I will stretch out my hand and strike Egypt with all my wonders, which I will do in its midst. And after that, he'll let you go. In other words, he says, I'm delaying it because I want him to get vicious with you. I want him to get vicious with you because I'm about to get vicious with this mark. See, God is a lover, but when it comes to his kids, he's a killer. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. See, it's a dangerous thing to mess with somebody that God's on their side. Because you may think you get away with it until one day at the end of 10, until one day God comes and says, now I need to. Uh-oh. I pray that whatever thought it got away with what it did to you, I pray an Exodus 3 and 20 on it, that God would strike down every enemy every noun, person, place, thing, or idea that has been opposing your forward progress. He is Jehovah Maka, the Lord that strikes. He is Jehovah Maka, the Lord that strikes. He is Jehovah Maka, the Lord that strikes. He is Jehovah Maka, the Lord that, 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 They shouldn't have messed with you. You warned them. Verse 21. And I will give this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. And it shall be that when you go, oh, you ain't leaving empty-handed. Now, none of this has been fair. Say, none of this has been fair. Like, Lord, I get that you want to strike them, but can't you strike them after I'm gone? You got to hold me up so you can deal with them? I want you to see me deal with them. Because I don't want you to ever question me like you've been questioning me again. I'm about to show you that when I say I got your back, I got your back. When I say I'll defend you, I'll defend you. Now, if you keep acting a fool with me, I'm going to leave you there longer. But if you get your attitude and your praise right, you ready? For everybody say, Lord, forgive me. For falsely accusing you. By the end of this month, I asked that you would strike what was stopping me. 
says, you're not going to leave empty-handed. Say, none of this has been fair. Now, River wasn't fair. Palace wasn't fair. Being a, a fugitive on the run for doing something right. Let's talk about that. Because he was defending a man who couldn't defend himself. And now he's a fugitive because he did something that was right. See, for some of you, that's what's you're like, this isn't even fair. I was doing the right thing, but I got the wrong result. Because the enemy wants you to think that doing right doesn't pay off. <laughs> I need you to lay your hands on yourself say, but it does, though. But it does, though. When I will give this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. And it shall be that when you go, you not leaving empty-handed. Okay. Say, God isn't fair. Say it. Say, he's not fair. He's not. He's not. But in Exodus 3.21, he says, I've made my decision. I've made my judgment. <laughs> I made my judgment. Oh, wow. He says, he says, he says, at, at the, in the 10th plague, because the 10th plague wasn't over. If you read your Bibles, the Bible says that the Egyptians have to watch the Hebrews walk out while they are burying their sons. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says that they are mourning, burying their sons, watching who they used to run, run. You ready? For everything that isn't fair in your life, you ready? This is why God gives you favor. It's not fair. None of it was fair. But this is why he gave you favor. Because Moses... Everybody's going to ask for silver, for gold, for clothing. Here's my shout. We out. You're about to plunder the Egyptians. See, when I delayed you, I also put pressure on them. I'll talk over here because they ain't shouting over here. See, because now they sick of you too. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. Now they tired of fighting you too. Because they like, she just won't stop. He just won't stop. I wish you touch your neighbor so you just had to outlast them. They tired of you too now. They tired of dealing with you too. They tired of you calling too. They tired of you praying too. Satan's tired of you worshiping. He's tired of you giving. He's tired of you giving God glory. Satan is sick of you too. Touch your neighbor and say, the devil's sick of you now. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. We got to go. Everybody stand in the building and no line. Everybody stand. Everybody stand in the building and no line. Everybody stand in the building and no line. Come on, stand. See, God says, I needed to wear them out. Because you're about to ask them for all their stuff. And these people who wouldn't even give you straw to make bricks, they about to give you gold and silver and buildings and buildings and buildings and buildings and buildings and gold and silver and clothing and money. Say everything I need for my next, God's about to provide it.
Hear me, Wednesday. You're going to ask for silver, gold, clothing. You're going to plunder the Egyptians. So the word plunder has an interesting definition. Because it means to steal goods from. Typically using force and in a time of war or civil disorder. How deep you want me to go? How deep you want me to go? You, you, you want me to give you revelation? Th three levels of revelation. Say three levels. Here's the first level. He says, what you get is going to be so good of a deal. When we get a good deal, what do we say? That was a steal. I prophesy you're about to get deals of a lifetime. You're about to get deals that don't make sense. Prices are going to drop for you. Opportunities going to open for you. You're about to get a deal of a lifetime. And the deal will be so good, you'll say, I got to steal. Say second level. Here's the second level. Steal goods from typically using force and in a time of war, civil disorder. So what was going on in Egypt? There was a bunch of disorder, chaos. And in the midst of chaos, that's when God cut their exit. So whenever I see chaos going on, this means there's something I'm about to plunder. Anybody got chaos in any area of your life, say, and it's time to plunder. But wait one more again. In the words of Jodeci, it's about to get a little more better. Ready? What's going on in the world? In this part of the world? If you don't look at me like you know what's going on. What's going on in the world? In this part of the world right now? War and civil disorder. Which means the natural is showing you God's about to do it for you in the... What you doing, Bishop? I'm getting my silver. I'm getting my gold. I'm getting my plunder. I'm getting my resources. I'm getting everything I need. The war over in this part of the world is releasing every resource. Is releasing the natural. Is showing the spiritual. The natural is showing the spiritual. Look at somebody say, get your stuff. Oh, I ain't done. I'm on some more. I dare you to walk and prophesy with me in this building and in your house. Bishop, this feels dumb. Uh-uh. It's called prophesying with your body. I'm just picking up the bag. I'm picking up my resources. Let me get that up off of you. Let me get that up off of you. You shouldn't have teased me with it. I want it now. You shouldn't have teased me with it. I want it now. You shouldn't have held it over my head. Now I'm going to get it from you. Now I'm going to get it from you. Roto, boshe, granda, sheke, roto, granda, rabasete, yanderabosaya, yanderabosaya. Come on in this building and online. Say, God isn't fair. But that's okay. Because He's giving me favor. 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 Put a praise behind that right there. 
Glory. 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 We got to go. We got to go. We got to go. We got to go. So, Bishop, why are you not worried about what's going on in, in the Middle East? Because the verse tells me. Put it up, please. That when that happens, that's what we do. The natural is showing us something in the spirit. Are you catching this? Are you like are you really getting it though? Why is it happening in the Jubilee? Emancipation. For those of you, when I keep saying Jubilee, you don't know what it means, go watch our January series. Heads about and eyes closed in this building and no line. Tonight, if you need to give your life to the Lord, tonight's your night. Secondly, if you've given your life to the Lord before, but you've not been faithful, you've got to come back. You have to come back. You have to come back to him. He's standing with open arms waiting on you. Thirdly, if you're like, Bishop, I don't know where things stand with God, but I want to be sure. And that's you. You need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure in this building or online. On the count of three, you're going to slip your hand up at the building online, do the hand with emoji that says me. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. For those of you saved, can I get you to do like we do online in the pop-ups? Can I get you to begin to pray that scales will fall off our eyes and ears, that people would come to the Lord tonight? Every background, nobody excluded, everybody included. That's you tonight. Tonight's your night. Don't miss it. Tomorrow's not promised. Don't put off to Thursday what you can do on Wednesday. Because Thursday's not promised. God isn't fair, but he gives you favor. For everything that's not fair, he's made up for it with favor. For everything you didn't get, he gave you more with something else with favor. For everything that didn't happen, he's given you something other people wish they could have. He's giving you favor. You need to become a Christian. Recommit yourself to the Lord. We'll be sure. One, two, three. If that's you, hand up in this building. I see you. I see you. Online, do the hand with the emoji or say it's me. Wherever you're at. Wherever you're at. Everybody pray this prayer with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying, on my plate, dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian. From this day forward, if I fail or if I fall, give me the grace to get right back up again. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. You just prayed that prayer. Take that phone. I'll scan that QR code or text Harvest to 55498. Enter the option for salvation. Why should I do that, Bishop? I want to walk you through what to do next. Some of you are saved, but you need a shepherd. You don't have to live in Denver or Atlanta. You can live anywhere across America, around the world, and be a part of the Harvest Church family. Y'all, it's amazing to me what God is doing. Most of it you don't see in the building. It's all online. It's all hybrid. It blows my mind. Um, these Atlanta pop-ups have been amazing because people are driving for two and three hours. Church don't even last that long. A four-hour round trip for, you know, I preach a little longer in Atlanta. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Um, but it's amazing. So if you know I'm your shepherd, all you got to do is connect to the family. Joining the church just means I found my voice. I found who speaks life into my life. And when you find your shepherd, you lock on to that. You lock on to that. Um, you, don't, you don't let people get you away from your shepherd. 
You don't let what well, you know, people come, people go. Like, you don't worry about that. That ain't got nothing to do with you. You lock on to who God's given you. Jeremiah 3.15, and I will give you shepherds after my own heart. So if you know I'm your shepherd, you connect and you be a part of that. Listen, if you came in late, you weren't able to give, get your giving ready. If you're going to sow the seal with me to lock this word in and seal this word, I want you to get that giving ready. Here's our seed. It's 22 for Exodus 3.22. It's right there. If you want to do more than 22, do more than that. You do, Bishop, I want to do 220, do it. Bishop, I want to do, you know, 2022, do it. I want to do, Bishop, that ain't enough. I want to, I just want to make it a cool 2222000 Do it. Because if you can sow that. You know what my, okay, okay, I, I'll wait until I sow it. And then I'll tell you what I did. Because I, he gives seed to the sower. So I don't just teach this, I live this. And I make my living from my giving. There's not a day where God doesn't have somebody to bless me. Because there's not a day I'm not sowing. I keep seed in the ground. I keep seed in the ground. Everywhere I go, I strive to be a blessing. And most of what I do, I don't say anything. You know why? Because if I do it in private. You ready? So we give seed to the sower. How can you get that seed in the ground? And what are we going to call this seed? You're going to just call this seed favor. <laughs> It's favor. He isn't fair, but he gives you favor. How can you sow it? Use the cash app, dollar sign, bishop form with the number two. PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Givelify. That's available. The email is hello at harvestchurch.church. You can also use, um, mail it in, P.O. Box 441004, Aurora, Colorado, 844. You can scan the QR code or even use Givelify. I'm going to lift my pretend Android phone to get ready to give. <laughs> this is that Samsung Galaxy. <laughs> My phone was dead, so it's charging, so. <laughs> That's okay, I got my iPhone lookalike. It's my iPhone duplicate, I mean, excuse me, my Android phone duplicate, it's okay. Hello? <laughs> Who this? <laughs> oh, wait a minute, baby, wait a minute. Say, wait a minute, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh. Y'all know we had this whole Android Apple fight. How many Android users? Wave, wave your iPads. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> Y'all need to shout like that during the word. Okay. How many Apple users? Wave. Isn't that? That's interesting because y'all sit in the same. It's like this: the Android section, this the Apple section. Amen. Come on, everybody. Let's lift our devices to the Lord. <laughs> I love you, Wednesday. So I will see you on Sunday in this building at 915. I will see you in Atlanta on Sunday night at 6 p.m. at 4479 South Atlanta Road Southeast. Thank you for praying for me. My body is adjusting to this. I'm not the napping type. But these last couple of Mondays when I got off that plane, last Monday I slept until 4 o'clock. I got up and said, the devil is a lie. My grown man taking naps. <laughs> Come on, let's give it to the Lord in the building of life. Say, I'm blessed to be a blessing. I'm a faithful giver. Therefore, I flourish. All things work together for my good. Thank you, Lord, that you give me favor.
Forgive me for complaining about what wasn't fair. It doesn't even matter. That's why you give me favor. In Jesus' name, amen. Bastards are passing at Grape Street online. If you need to hop off of the stream to give, you're more than welcome to do that. Again, daily pop-ups, text Harvest to 55498 so you can get the mobile app so you can be notified of the pop-ups. I'll see you on Sunday in this building at 9.15 a.m. and then online at 11.15, 1.15, 4 and 7 and in Atlanta on Sunday night, 6 p.m. Eastern time at 4479 South Atlanta Road, Southeast. God's amazing. Guys, the last two weeks, people have gotten saved everywhere. In this building, online, and Atlanta. So thank you for being mature. Thank you for understanding that we're in this thing together. And uh, I'm just excited about our future harvest. Anybody else excited about it? Amen. Let's do it together, everybody. Love God, love people, and love life. I'll be down front to meet and greet you in just a few moments. Let's be cheerful as we give. Love you. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 55498 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.